Test, 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 test. 10 4, 10 4. What's up? <laughs> <laughs> All right, we got my boy Gustav Nielsen, also goes by Gus. Here with us today. Go ahead, Nick. Hold on, where are we at? We're at Ophelia Plots. It's at the end of New Haven. Kind of a cool, cool view of the, the ocean. Um, we can't really see the houses right now, but we'll definitely get a picture of it when we go over there. It's a beautiful spot. It's a gorgeous day. Um, it's a Friday. You got people, they were dancing around over there, you know, starting to drink. And they only had it a certain amount of time from 10.30 to 11.30. That was yeah. the dance schedule? Yeah, that's okay. the dance schedule. But uh, yeah, Gustavus, right? Yeah. Gustav. Um, so Gustavus, he's a safety. He's a, he's a little guy though, a little, you know, white guy, but um, you know, I, I teach the quarterbacks in the U19 team and so we're always competing, one-on-ones and Skelly and and what I loved about him, I noticed it right away, he's a competitor. And you know me, I don't care if I'm playing or coaching, I'm talking crap. So I was giving him a lot of crap and, and he just kept fighting back. It didn't matter who he was against, the size or nothing and and I, I really liked that. So I saw that first and then um, we ended up taking the guys to the meditation center a couple weekends ago and you were one of the guys that came with and we started talking more you know outside of football and you kind of told me your story and you know you've been all over the world moving and um and uh, we got talking i'm like damn this dude's really mature for his age and uh we thought hey it'd be a sweet idea to have a younger 2000 baby yeah. 19 years old generation z come on the podcast and kind of uh get that perception so man, we're happy to have you here. And how about you shoot us a quick uh, background? Yeah, um, so I was born in Brazil, um, but my dad is Danish. So we've been moving around um, throughout my whole life. Um, right after I was born, we moved to Denmark. And then after a few years, we moved back to Brazil. Then uh, my dad got a job opportunity at um, in the Middle East. So then we moved to, to Dubai. Then after uh, three or four years, we moved um, back to Brazil. And then in Brazil was a, a year and a half of high school, and then now I'm here. Yeah, wow. back to Denmark. Yeah, so all right then. And um, throughout this whole thing, you've been playing football, right? Yeah, so I started in Dubai because uh, I, I, I think I found it on the newspaper. They got football in Dubai. So yeah, they have loads of Americans in Dubai. Yeah. Um, and I don't know. I just finished playing soccer, and I wanted something new. I remember seeing football somewhere, and I was really interested. Yeah. So then uh, me and my mom went to this place and. Talked to a few Americans and they were starting a, a small league, and that's when I started when I was 11. You got, you wanted to hit something? You had that aggression kind of. Yeah, I, I don't know. I, I think because it was different. Okay. I think I like uh, different things, and I, I I've seen rugby before, but mm -hmm. football seemed more exciting. Yeah. Um. So that's why I think I. I Did liked you play it that year and a half? You were in Brazil too. Yeah. So, so actually, they had it there too. In Brazil, they they have they have a league, but it's it's a lot different than here. It's in in Brazil, I only practiced for the whole year and a half because it was men's. So oh. I was. So they don't have any youth teams, right? They didn't. I was grown 14, 15, and I, I I've been playing for four years in Dubai, and I was like, I want to play football. So I I did what I could, and I just practiced uh, every weekend. You never played, right? I never played one game the year and a half. So you just sat there getting beat up, kept coming back. Yeah. That's, I mean, I was playing football, so that's all I cared about. Yeah, that's that's an American football attitude right yeah, there, and yeah. I love that. Um, let's talk about Brazil. Yeah. You know, I want to make this more uh, outside of football and kind of your life, your story, because it's pretty interesting. Mm -hmm. um, um, what age were you there from? What did you kind of get from the experience, the culture? Yeah, um, Brazil is, is, is great. I think uh, I, I love it so much because there's so many different people. Yeah. I mean, Brazil has the second largest population of Nigerians outside of Nigeria 
Uh, we have a crazy amount of uh, Japanese people that moved from Japan, so it's kind of lots of different uh, mixtures of people. And I think that had an influence on me as well from a, from a young age. What city in Brazil were you living in? So I was born in a small city called Campinas. Mm -hmm. It's like two hours from Sao Paulo. And then uh, my latest move was to Sao Paulo. So it's like the, the largest city in, in South America. Okay. Uh, yeah. So what age were you there from? So I, uh, this time I was uh, 15, 16. Okay. And then uh, before Dubai, I was from 8 to 11, something like that. 8 to 11, okay. So Dubai, Dubai was first? Uh, Dubai was... Third. Was my third, yeah. But it was my first like real move because I've... I've lived in Brazil before, and I've visited Denmark because of, of my dad. Yeah. But uh, Dubai was the real, like, real change. Where it was a different culture, different language, different people. So in Brazil, you, you fit in pretty well. Didn't you have like international school or something? Yeah. Uh, no, actually, before I moved to Dubai, um, it was uh, a Brazilian school. Uh, I've only been speaking English for eight years now. Wow. I learned it when I moved to uh, Dubai. Right, so before you that, off with Portuguese. Yeah. Then it was Danish. Danish. Then back to Portuguese. Portuguese. And then English. Yeah. Jeez. What's life like in Dubai? Dubai is different. If if you go as a tourist, you're gonna have a completely different experience than someone who lives there. Living there, what's like? Living there, um, I liked it. Uh, I was 11. Mm -hmm. um, and it was something new. You know, you have those crazy water parks, and yeah. and there's always something to do on the weekends. But then I think as I matured, as I got older, started coming to my teen years, it was kind of mundane. It was kind of the same thing every day. You had to get a car to go to school. You had to get a car to go to the mall. It was, everything is so far apart that you're not independent. So I, I had to depend on, drive. on people. Yeah. yeah, you couldn't drive. No. Yeah, that's like America. We have a lot of, if you're outside the city, you're driving yeah. a lot. And okay. So Dubai and Brazil, what were the, the big differences uh, you felt? Uh, language was a huge one. Um, I had to speak uh, English in Dubai, even though the the national language is Arabic. Mm -hmm. um, I actually had Arabic in school, but it's a it's an extremely different uh, difficult language. So I, I couldn't get onto it as much as I wanted to. But um, also the landscape, Dubai is really a desert. Yeah. So the heat is is crazy. Um, in football, uh, I practiced at like 38 degrees 39 degrees and Celsius yeah that's and, way uh, up there yeah like the, the hottest temperature was once uh, in Abu Dhabi we had to play a game and it was like 43 44 and constant heat yeah, no clouds is there any rainy season there not really if it rains everyone is amazed everyone pulls out their phone it goes on <laughs> snapchat yeah so this is what I'm really fascinated about I mean you know, at a young age, you're trying to find yourself, you know, you're trying to meet friends and kind of build your identity and, and go from there. But during this process, you were moving across the world, Yeah. you know, Brazil, Dubai, then in Denmark. How did you really deal with the loneliness, deal with leaving your friends, um, finding yourself? Because that's got to be pretty, mm -hmm. pretty hard as, as a kid. Yeah. Grown adults have a tough time doing yeah. it. I think it just comes with time. First time, super hard. And then... Um, what was that age, the I, first time? So the, the first time I, I felt a real change was when I moved to Dubai. Uh, I, le I left my, my friends from, uh, from uh, Brazil. What age? I was um, 
that was between the the eight to to eleven. Okay, so eight to eleven. Yeah, that's. Tough. Then I have to leave them. I get to Dubai. Um, then I find new friends. Then three four years, I get really close to them, and then I have to leave to Brazil. And I think Brazil was the toughest. I was like fifteen, sixteen, and I think I found a crowd that I really liked. Um, we used to hang out all the time, and then my dad comes, hey, it's another opportunity in Denmark. But I mean, I have to deal with it. I, I, I took it I took it as a as a, an experience. So like, new place, new new people. Let's do it. Was there ever a fight back for you? Like, did you like push back like that? I wasn't really. Uh, not really. I, I'm really supportive. Uh, I think families first always. Yeah. So if my dad thinks it's the best for us, then I, I got his back. Yeah. I th I think it'll be fine. So what's your kind of like um, your thought process when you, you got to move again? I mean, how do you go meet friends through sports? Um, like just dealing with the, the the sadness. Yeah. Like how do how do you deal with it? Um, first, I I don't know. I get excited now. Uh, I think I've adapted to getting excited. I'm like, oh shit, new place. It's I I, I don't know. I I love like the uh, newness, I love going yeah. to to I love traveling. Right. So I'm like, okay, I know this that that. But then comes the the kind of the sad part. Oh shit! I also have to leave my friends, have to leave my neighborhood, um, and then with the sports and everything, um, it's hard. Like in Dubai, I changed school. Uh, so in the four years of I went to two different schools, but I played on the same team throughout the whole time. Um, and yeah, I don't know. I think being sad is is for the moment. But if, if you really if you bring yourself up, then, then things will be better. So you get over it, huh? You yeah. think you've been become way more stronger because of all this? Yeah, I think so. A I sense of it. independence? Yeah. Kind of like I can survive by myself. Yeah. And now that I just finished uh, high school, I kind of have this, this new perspective, right? It's like, oh, I'm not really leaving them because we're in the same country, but I'm going to meet new people. So I'm excited to be done with high school and, and see what what's up next. What do you think... Um, it's made you as a person, like the attributes. You become more fearless. You become more, you know. I mean, I just said it. Not like uh, dependent on other mm. people for your own happiness. Um, is that kind of? Yeah, I think uh, independentness is a major one because in both Brazil and Dubai, I had to depend on people a lot. Because in Brazil, I can't walk everywhere, right? After a certain part of the day, you 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 should get in a car or 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 be with someone. Why is that? I mean the the crime. Yeah. I mean people do exaggerate. My my neighborhood was wonderful and uh, uh, the bus used to drop me off and I used to walk at school. I only had one instance of of something happening, but the the threat is there. You know, it is exaggerated by the media and things like that, but it does happen. Even to just normal Brazilians, I guess. Yeah. Even though there's like kidnapping there too, isn't there? Kidnapping is. It, it does happen. Um, but it's more like petty theft and right. and then the they they normally have uh, weapons and things like that. So if it does happen, you have to accept it. You know. Do they consider you different in Brazil? Because you look like a white yeah. American. Yeah, guy. yeah, um, I think so too. Um, it's kind of hard to see where I fit in now because I I think I'm I'm Brazilian. I consider myself Brazilian uh, the most. Yeah. Um, but then in Brazil, I'm kind of seen a bit as a foreigner yeah. because I am super pale. The girls pale. love you though, right? Don't they <laughs> like the white dudes there? <laughs> I am super pale. Um, <laughs> and I do speak a little different because it's not that constant Portuguese. 
Yeah. Um, and then here, when I'm in Brazil, for example, then I'm I can also say I'm a bit Danish. And then I come here, I'm like, holy shit, I'm not Danish at all compared to right. to my friends. So I'm kind of like in this in this middle. You're kind of in an awesome spot. Yeah. Let's talk about this because me and you, Des, talked about how all of a sudden we're sitting with people in, in a group here in Denmark and they all start speaking Danish. And we're like, what the heck? Like, yeah. are, you, are you just going to exclude us like that? And then obviously, as a black dude that went to a private school, uh-huh. you've dealt with being kind of the outcast and the lonely wolf and then also anyone that actually like you know does stuff you know they, they get start getting up on the ladder and and you're kind of alone you know what are you guys' ways of you know kind of dealing with that and i think it's just fitting in you know you you get in where you fit in even if when when people do switch over to danish like we pick up on certain words but you know that it's really no harm to it it's just their natural tongue yeah you know like if, if we were sitting here and you start speaking portuguese yeah right that's just like you're natural with it so for for me it's just well, I know if they want to speak to me, they're going to speak to me in English. Or I just need to learn. Because how can I come to a new culture and just expect them to always change everything just for me? Totally. That's not how you fit into cultures or, or become assimilated. Yeah. Right? I got to start learning more Danish because I'm in their country. Mm-hmm. And that's the same way I feel when, when people come to America. You know, when people come to America, they're like, oh, I don't really know any English. I'm like, all right, well, we're Americans. Let, let me help you. Like, yeah. you can speak really slowly or speak brokenly. And I'll probably still pick up on what you say. The same thing with the Danes. They're like, oh, I'm not too good at English. Right, go ahead, bro. Just throw it out there. Yeah. Or teach me some Danish. And then we can both get along and see how it goes. So it's probably the same way for you. Yeah. Uh, no, I agree. Um, actually, something big that I did. I um, My first year of U19, I was really to myself yeah. um, because of, of the Danish. Uh, I came in and everyone was speaking Danish. So... I, I spoke Danish too, but because I'm not that comfortable, I didn't really put myself out there. And it was really uh, my second year where I was like, okay, uh, let me try to fit in a bit more. Let me be more comfortable. And then I started speaking English. Um, and that brought me out more. I think football especially, is uh, communication is very important. And you really need to, to communicate as fast as possible. You don't want to waste time. You don't want right. to do something wrong. So when I started speaking English, I was really being myself, and that really came out. So, of course, um, I don't want the players to change to English to me. Right. I, I can understand Danish fully, um, but it just for myself, expressing myself, English is, is much better. And, and now, um, my last year of U19, I feel like I'm a, I'm a completely different person than I was in the first year. Um, I, I talk to everyone right. because of you, Des. I try to make noise on the field. <laughs> exactly. uh, and yeah, language is a big part. Yeah, because I remember my first year here, I was coaching U16, but I came over and helped U19. And you guys were completely quiet on yeah. defense. Yeah. And I came to you and I was like, yo, bro, just like, even if you say something wrong, at least talk to each other. Mm, yeah. Now you get everybody on the same page. You, you've done a great job of it. Yeah. You know what I mean? You stepped out of that zone. Kind of go back to that um, being out, the outcast, you know? Um, <laughs> I, what I really like about it is the, you're out of your comfort zone. And when you're out of your comfort zone, cool things happen. And you're more in tune with your surroundings and life, yeah. and you're not you know, stuck in your head. And That's why um, I think when you talk about the traveling and we talk about all this stuff and you're out there and by yourself, you get to really find out who you are. Yeah. And it seems like cause you're very mature for your age that you've gotten to do a lot of self-reflection because of all these travels. And um, it kind of move this in a little bit we talked about this when we're at the meditation sesh, session that kind of football has been that stability in your life that's really kind of 
everywhere you've gone, he has still got football. Now, that's something I know. That's something I'm comfortable with. You want to kind of speak on that, how football is more than a, a game for you? Yeah. Um, I mean, since 2011, uh, football has always been like a, an escape. Uh, Whatever is happening at home or at school, I, I know every Tuesday, it's always been Tuesday and, uh, and Thursdays, I have practice. So I can really get everything out there. And um, especially when it's moving, um, it's, it's different countries, different language, different people. But the, the, the sport is always there, you know, the steps right. are always there, the, the technique is always there. So I think it, it's really helped me adjusting um, to the different places. Um, yeah, no, I'm, I'm really happy for football and that I chose this route. And that's what a lot of people don't understand about this game. I think it's just, uh, you know, you play a sport, but now this stuff gets so much more deeper. I've tried to talk with you guys a lot about this is, you know, football is a way to teach life. Football is a way to <clears throat> turn boys into men and uh, create camaraderie and the teamwork. And that's all what life is. I mean, taking orders from a boss and working with a team and get them together. And so that's really fascinating how you see it firsthand mm -hmm. that, um, that football has really been like uh, your rock. Yeah. And that's pretty special. And I think another big thing is you're the oldest of three, right? Yeah. You have two twin brothers. Mm -hmm. um, so I think that's really impacted you a little bit on, on being the, the leader and role model. You could be the man. Yeah. You know what I mean? So what's it like being the oldest of three? Uh, it's hard because uh, uh, my brothers right now, they're 15. They're really... They're in that stage where they don't care about what they you don't, guys say. They don't think you nothing. know anything. Yeah. yeah uh, so they're a bit wild right now. Um, and I just try... I don't want to say, you know, don't do this, don't do that. I try to be supportive. I try to go, okay, you want to do this? Then talk to me, you know, I can help you through it. And, and football is really, it's helped with the, the leadership. It's just, okay, we're working together, you know, help me so I can help you. And um, I think that that goes on with my brothers. Has, it, has well. it moving impacted them a lot? I think we're really close to each other now. Because, uh, like, football is a rock, then I think family is too. 100%. Um, so, me and my brothers, we're kind of same age. We relate to each other more than our parents. Yeah. So, when we move somewhere, we're like, oh, it's trash, or okay, we like this, then we're kind of all together. I don't think one of us has, has felt different towards uh, moving different than someone else. Yeah. So, we all, we all, uh, agree with each other and if there's something then we talk to each other and, and that's how really yeah, that's fascinating i didn't know that you were so the man of the the younger guys too yeah. so you the deal with the traveling not just yourself but also making sure they're good mm, yeah yeah and for sure you know that's probably developed to why you've developed the maturity you have um, i'm not talking to des our day about this it's so true all you really got is family if you're lucky you know some people got crappy family you know blood yeah. is blood and um i think people you got to realize that and, and appreciate it because, uh, you know, you got friends that come and go. You got people yeah. that are with you on the top and with you on the low. But And sometimes friends can become blood. You mm -hmm. know what I mean? But it, it's tough. It's rare. Anyways, uh, we're going to... You're, you're about to graduate now. Yeah. Yes. You know, right, so you're going to do the whole... the whole. So tell us about what it's, what it's like in Denmark. Because I experienced it my first year. But yeah. Nick hasn't seen it. And m most of our listeners don't know what, what how Danes do high school graduation. Yeah. Um, so Danish people normally, um, after they do their exams, they get their results straight away. Uh -huh. either on the spot or a week later yeah um so most of them right now are are done they know they've passed and everything so uh and these exams are hard though they're like full day thing and you just speak you can't yeah. cheat there ain't, yeah there ain't no uh, cheating like there's no America. multiple choice or anything yeah. like that no it's uh, oral exams right? yeah. yeah i mean i i'm the wrong person to have this debate because i have debate with with my danish friends all the time because i take the IV. 
And uh, oh, smart guy. The IV is <laughs> much harder. Uh, I know some people are gonna disagree, but it's the truth. Um, <laughs> but yeah, it, it is difficult because they do have to sit in a room for eight six hours and and do one task. So so that's that's wow. difficult. Um, but then they have uh, something that's called a phone tour. I think I'm not saying it wrong or anything, but it's a it's a big ass truck where um, a class goes into and it just blasts music and you go from stop to stop. The party bus. So you go to like um, 12 houses, something like that, to each uh, student's house where their mom has drink, their mom and dad has drinks and food, and it's just like that for the whole day. So for you it's gonna be crazy because it's gonna be 30 of those and just drunk teenagers, you know. Yeah, and it's not like there. a party bus. It's it's almost like a party bus, but the back is open. It's open. So it's like a, oh. it's a like a big pickup truck. Like a military truck. Like a military almost, truck, yeah. but it's open in the back. So if it's nice outside, like there's nothing covering over the top. Blasting and you guys just music. Get wasted. Yeah. They got a sound box on there getting just hype. Yeah. And then Des, you're saying they jump in rivers and so, fountains? So uh, my truck is going to stop at the fountain. Do you uh -huh. know uh, in front yeah, of right, uh, right up here, right? Louis Vuitton? The... Right in front of yeah, the, cafe, yeah, exactly. the cafe place that we okay. go to. Yeah. yeah. It's going to stop there and people normally swim there. I, that's like one of the last stops. So I don't think everyone's going to be sober anymore. Yeah. So people go to uh, the sea. Because you get a little notch cut off your hat. And exactly. We, we have these like ceremonial hats. Uh, you guys look like captains. And if you do crazy stuff, then uh, it gets ticked off and, and all those things. Talk about that hat, because Des, you were bringing it up before. Yeah, um, so there, there's like three different Danish schooling systems, and then the IB. Yeah. Each one has a different color, so you can tell, you know, who's who, tell people apart. And then uh, there are different activities you can do that is going to cut. You know, if, if you stay up, if you see the sunrise, then you clip something. If you... Uh, skinny dip somewhere, then you get something written on it. It's kind of these fun activities. And that's like you keep that forever. It's like a memory thing. Yeah. 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 And then also you guys have people that write in them, right? Yeah. Because I remember my first year here, I, yeah, wrote, yeah. I wrote in marks. I wrote. I wrote in a bunch of caps actually. Yeah. Little stuff that they had to get <laughs> yeah. done before I leave. Yeah. That's. Yeah. What'd you write in marks? Marks. I wrote that he had to take a hundred shots of tequila before <laughs> I left in October. One night he took a crazy amount yeah. <laughs> and got super wasted. But it's awesome because I'm like, they take pride in it. That's so cool. Yeah. Remember our graduation, like you had to hide to go drink and party. You know what I mean? To they, be honest, they would you, just throw it out. I had a, I had a different graduation because I graduated from from private school. I didn't do the whole where you throw the cap in the air thing. We don't we don't wear uh, the the suit the gown. What we do is we wear a suit and tie for our graduation because it's private school. We were right on the river. So like you have like a huge ceremony where you walk in with like these white gloves and like Michael Jackson and stuff like that was our, our thing. But afterwards, like since I was again at private school that most of my friends were had a good amount of money from their families. But like we had beach houses that we went to parties and everything like that. So yeah, was, that's so cool. You, get to, you know, finish it off with all the people you grew up with and do that. And that's neat. And it's right out in the open in the city. Yeah. yeah. Experience. That's a heck and of a parents, memory. Parents are break, like getting ready for this part. Like. They have the whole house set up for that at one stop. And you might only be at that stop for like 20, 30 minutes. Yeah. But they've got a huge amount of food, but then all the liquor and beer that you can find there. That's crazy. My mom is, is going crazy about it. She yeah. was like, you have to put my house on that list. And I had to, because I don't know. She's more excited than I am. I think because she didn't experience it. And yeah. because, you know, when we lived here, she heard about it. And she's like, oh, when it's my a son It's a once-in-a-lifetime experience. Yeah. You know, when you, when you do it, you're like... 
like, dang, you guys really take this serious. Like, it's, it's a graduation from high school, but y'all's graduation is a lot tougher than I think ours is in the States. Yeah. Let's talk about that uh, Generation Z. Because you're 2000, baby. Yeah. Which is crazy. So I'm, a, I'm 18 right now. What do you think of uh, kind of your generation, the mindset? Um, you see it from different cultures, too, your peers. Obviously, they're younger then, but kind of, kind of, he speak on that? Yeah. Um, generation Z, I think we get a lot of slack. Um, I think the the older generations um, are always saying that we're lazy and so it um, always does. They always say millennials. But but lazy. that's the thing with every generation. I'm pretty sure that Generation Z is gonna say that the next generation is lazy, and I think that's just a progress that that happens. But I think that I'm excited for our generation. Yeah. I think we're we're um, we think a lot about. Um, important subjects I think uh, especially for example the climate yeah. uh, you can see there's a huge climate um, awareness yeah. from teenagers and from young people around the world um, and I'm excited I think I think we care about social issues and uh, I think we're gonna make a difference you guys always I mean you grew up with a freaking smartphone too yeah I mean what effect do you think that's played because I mean to be honest with you if I had a smartphone in middle school, it would have been bad. It would have been dangerous. And, um, you know, being connected to everyone 24-7, has there been problems because of that? I mean, I think it's easy to say that uh, there's going to be a problem. You know, that we're going to be unfocused or that we're going to be addicted. But I see it differently. I think it's going to mature us because we're going to get Learn all the information that we would get in high school at a younger age. And we might not fully understand it, but as long as we're introduced to it in the beginning, we have a longer time to really realize it. Right. Yeah, that's a good point. That's a good point. Like, it could be dangerous too. At the same time, like we can't really blame them for having those technical things in their hands. We we're, the one, we're the ones giving it to them. Like our generations are the ones that pave the path to start creating those things. So you guys are just fitting in and, and making it more and more advanced. So you, as as you said, I think you guys will be a lot smarter generations than our past generation, even though. For me, like I guess I'm eight years, nine years older than you. You know what I mean? So it's it's to me, like a lot of us will say that you guys are lazy, but I don't find it being lazy. I just find that you guys are using your resources a lot better than what we did. You know what I mean? Like we didn't have the internet and everything all the time growing up, so we couldn't find information. It was like we had to find it through this person, that person to go to the library and read a book. Like you guys can literally just go to Google and find out what you need. You weren't that old. You you had Google back then. Yeah, but I didn't have Google until I got to middle school. Yeah, 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 that's crazy. Like, yeah, yeah. you talking about kids that like we got kids that are two, three years old that already know how to use YouTube, YouTube on an iPad. Yeah. Yeah. Like I gotta explain to my mom how to use the <laughs> iPad. Yeah. Right, like that's that's the, the biggest generation gap right now. Uh, what about the, yeah. the social media? You know, like the likes and then the shares and how many followers you got. I mean, that would probably have a big effect on someone's self-esteem, especially in middle school and and early high school. Though I think, yeah, social media definitely has this uh, negative aspect to it. Um, I think if someone's not as strong mentally, they can really be affected uh, towards it. You know, oh, what does this person think of me? And and I think that that is very negative. But um, the negative aspects to everything. So I think it's just take the good with the bad. Hopefully, less good, yeah. less bad. Do you think because all your traveling you've done, everything you've seen, being lonely, finding new friends, find that 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 affect what other people think of you? It's not as there as much because, like, you realize that you don't really probably communicate with much people in Brazil. Like, yeah. all their opinions yeah. and thoughts don't matter no more, and you're moving here and there. I think so. Uh, I think I've learned to kind of 
be alone and like be okay with being alone. I think that's a big thing. Um, my first year moving here, I moved to a very small, uh, very small uh, school. It was like 12 people in my class, and there was 12 people I really didn't really mess with. Yeah. So that year, I was, I was alone with myself for 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 quite a, quite some time. But I used that to my advantage. I I, I remember getting on my bike. And just biking and just going from from street to street here in the center and i think um that with music and just being okay with you know right now it might not be the best time but it's gonna be all right like i'm happy with myself i'm, I'm happy i moved um and i saw the good aspect in, in copenhagen i i know i could have been like i don't have anyone this sucks it's cold as fuck here I want to leave, but I kept that positive uh, mindset. Because you're in Copenhagen, there's not much. Yeah. I mean, you're in Denmark. There's not too much to worry about. Like you said in Brazil, yeah. like you gotta have like a certain yeah. time. You have to walk around. Bro, I could never like bike yeah. in Brazil. You know, <laughs> somebody go snatch you on the bike <laughs> or get, get hit by a car. Like, <laughs> yeah. it's, but here yeah. you're, you're good. Um, you, see, you see, you brought up music. Yeah. What do you mean by music? You got some. I've. I'm really into music, um, and I think I've been using it to cope a lot. So whenever I need to release stress, to get hyped up, to think, I put on music. Um, I listen to everything from from hip hop to Brazilian music to house and techno to to rock. I think it's just a way that I've used to deal with change. Um, every country I've been to, I've learned new music and I've referred to different music to kind of keep myself. Uh, not reminiscent, but uh, kind of just happy. Yeah, yeah. That's that's cool. That's really neat that you're you vibe with that. Um, future plans. I mean, you're Mr. Smart guy. I didn't know that, IB. Actually, I could I could have sensed it because you're calling out stuff on defense, you know, and, yeah. and leading. But uh, what uh, what do you got planned? Because your dad's a big shot, right? Marketing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He works in marketing. Uh, yeah. So um, you want to get in the business or? So I I, I I took art for three years. Um, and that's something I want to I want to move forward with. So kind of marketing, but the creative aspect um, and design. But uh, next year I'm taking a gap year, a year to to work, and hopefully I like to move um, to to one place. For example, I think I want to move to like Berlin for two months, or Brussels for two months. Kind of see how it is to live alone, change locations again. You know, be a bit to myself since I don't know anyone there. Right. Um, and then come back and uh, go to university. Is it amazing, quick though, that so moving the past was hard on you? You know, you had to leave all your friends, all that. But now, like, you no, want to do it, yeah, yeah, because you got out of the comfort zone. You got strong, and that's what's cool when you when you get out of that that little zone and you experience different things. And you learn so much about yourself. Yeah. So that's neat, man. That's that's cool. But so you said you want to get into business, but the creative aspect. Yeah, exactly. So you want to be in marketing. Yeah, I think so. Uh, working with ads working with uh, companies that, that, that want to do creative stuff. you got to watch Mad Men. Mad Men? Yeah, Netflix. Was oh, no, AMC I know Mad Men. Yeah. Don Draper, yeah. freaking classic yeah, But show. you're 18. you got so much time to decide so, that what you actually want to do. Yeah. It, 18. You're 18? Okay. I'm it's going to change yeah. so many times. No, Trust yeah. me. Like, you're... Because you're, uh, you're going to see the world. Yeah. You've, you've seen a lot yeah, of the world seen. already. But you're going to see other parts of what it's like to be alone. And you, maybe it does change. Mm. Whatever you do, just go into it full no, force. I'm a... I'm applying to a few uh, internships because I know I, you know, can't get a job yet. But uh, I think internships are gonna help me grow a lot, and um, 
Dominic what are you planning to? So, uh, two agencies here in, in Copenhagen. Um, Marketing agencies? Yeah. Great. Great. But I, I, I really don't mind if I'm the coffee board or... So, um, can we just borrow it? Go ahead. Go for it. Or if I'm handing out letters. You know, yeah. if I'm involved with the company some way, I know that there's a process to everything. So you're okay with starting at the bottom? Oh yeah, for well, sure. Look at what he did in, uh, was it Dubai or Brazil where you play with the grown men? Yeah. You just sat and got your, yeah. your ass beat in practice and never played. Yeah. So and you, you and, know yeah. work. And here in uh, in the Gold Diggers, um, I contacted, I got in contact with uh, Reinhardt, with Casper. Yes. And my first week in uh, Denmark, uh, he sent me to a national team camp. And Danish, like that's one week in Denmark. I went there for three days, four days. That was super cool. Then I uh, went to Gold Diggers. I played half a season, uh, U16. Then Casper uh, moved me up. Um, so I got to see the U19 early. And then I played the whole U19. Uh, I practiced the whole U19 and I didn't uh, I didn't start. I didn't, uh, I think I had one snap and a game. Because you were behind Helmer, right? Yeah. yeah. So there were a bunch of, of great, uh, great DBs that I that I could learn and watch. So I, the whole, the, my whole first season, I got one snap, I think, and then by the end of the second season, I started in one game, and now I'm fortunate to be uh, the man, the one of one of the captains. So you're gonna come so. up to the National League next year or what that's the plan that's the plan uh i know it's gonna be hard i know i have to put on weight but um i don't see just leaving football yeah even though uh, i do have a, a shoulder injury but i i like a challenge Man, who uh, plays a sport and not injured yeah right exactly that's, that's part of the game so no i hope you keep playing yeah. you got that chip about you i don't care how big you are and i mean you still go knock people out so yeah. definitely keep playing definitely so what, what's one thing you want our followers to know about you? Um, or some life lessons that you've learned through your journey. Yeah, I mean, accept change uh, and kind of adapt to change. It's very easy to resist change and to go back to, to what is normal for you. But I think if you change, you're going if to... You, if you change your setting and your environment, you're also going to change in a positive way. I, I don't see a lot of people who've traveled the world and been like, oh shit, I regret that. You know, it's 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 the opposite in, in many people. Um, so yeah, step out of your comfort zone and be yourself and all that. Tell you what, man, you're, you're way ahead of the curve. And I respect you for that. I'm, I'm glad you came on. That was a good session, yeah. right, guys? Awesome at the age of 18, man. I've seen you grow for the past now three years yeah. now. So it's awesome to come back and see what you what you changed in your life yeah. and how you've been growing. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm proud of you, man. I'm, I'm Thank happy you, to see where yeah. you go next. Uh, I'm here for you all the time. Cool. I'm in. Appreciate it. Yeah, of course.